So if you're starting out on Instagram, or even if you've been on Instagram for a long time, think of what that follower sees the second that they land on your Instagram page. So make sure your profile photo is really good. That handle is really nice and clear. Have a really good bio with a call to action. So simple. Here at Kajabi, we're known for one thing, helping everyday people like you build successful businesses online. With our simple all-in-one platform, we've paved the way for over 100,000 people to create 300,000 products and collectively earn over $3.9 billion in revenue. And the Creator's Playbook podcast is here to inspire, educate, and empower you to do the same. So unlike other podcasts that highlight the glory stories of today's most successful entrepreneurs, we're bringing you the real stories from real people who have created real success to give you the advice and playbook you need to succeed in today's digital marketplace. So if you're someone who's looking to start an online business, then allow us to be the first to welcome you home to the Kajabi family. everyone and welcome to the Creators Playbook podcast. Today I'm joined by my friend Jamie Dana, educator for salon owners and hairstylists. Today she's going to be sharing some of her tips to growing your business with Instagram and this is something that I'm trying to do so I am really looking forward to all of the tips and tactics she has to share so let's just dive right into it. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, it's so fun to be here. I've been in a couple interviews in the past and it's so fun to like finally be back here at Kajabi headquarters. Yes, (laughs) excited to have you but for anyone who maybe doesn't know you, give us just your elevator pitch on who you are and what you do. Yeah. So I am Jamie Dana. Um, I help stylists and salon owners build their business using Instagram. And pretty much my goal with my company is to help them have a career that is sustainable and aligns with the life that they love. So as we know, probably most of us have hairstylists here and uh, it is so important for us to be able to, um, as stylists, have a career that we love. And I have been a stylist for 30 13 years. And then about seven years ago, went full-time into education to teach other hairstylists because um, it's something that I just, I love. And it's a career that can be really fulfilling, but sometimes we need a little help to build our businesses too. So yeah. That we do. Well, as you probably, you probably didn't guess this, but I actually do my own styling. <laughs> do you have your own hair? <laughs> uh, I don't like know a how DIY hairstylist situation. Yes. We love it. Yes. <laughs> well, let's just jump in. Uh, you, you kind of were starting to allude to this. You started out as a hairstylist, but I'm always interested in that moment that you decided you're going to become a full-time entrepreneur, business owner, and you kind of already are in a way as yeah. a hairstylist. Yeah. Um, so take us through that journey. Yeah. So flashback about seven years ago, in 2015, 2016, you know, the online world was kind of becoming a thing. And I don't know for anybody listening who watched Periscope, like if anybody remembers that app, but uh, Periscope was like a new, it was the first live streaming app. And so people were on there using it and sharing just like tips about how to have an online course and how to teach online. And for me being a stylist, I knew eventually that I wanted to go into education of some sort, but I didn't know what that would look like. And for most stylists or salon owners to go into education, you typically had to either work for a product company or you had to go sell your classes salon to salon and travel around the country. And that might look glamorous on Instagram, but I knew for me, I just didn't want to be like gone every weekend trying to sell tickets to classes and do all of these things. And so when Periscope came out, 
I was like, oh my gosh, there's like an opportunity to like reach more people. And so that was kind of my first like nudge into the online world. And I started watching some people who were also educating on Periscope. And I mean, some of the big names that are still big names in the digital world. Uh, and they had shared things like, yeah, you can have an online course. You could teach webinars. You could do all of these things. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I want to do that. And so that was kind of my first moment. I do remember very distinctly sitting in my bathroom, getting ready for a morning in the salon and uh, or just getting ready for my day, listening to a Periscope. And I remember one specific person saying, hey, like you have something to teach to the world. Like you can bring something to the world and you can do it through online education. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to create an online course. Um, and from there, yeah, I started first with an online course and then grew this education business uh, to full memberships, tiny offers, small digital products, uh, in-person retreats. I've done a lot of different things and yeah, it's just been a really cool journey for sure. Amazing. Amazing. Well, you, you mentioned, uh, you were actually in the salon at first for several years. Uh, maybe just, uh, like, was there like, what was the, the moment that you realized that like, this was actually going to maybe replace your income yeah. or like, how did you, how did you decide it was time to go all in on education? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, um, being a hairstylist, you know, you can actually make pretty decent money and I was doing over six figures as a hairstylist. So had a great career. Um, but I was working a lot and I was working, you know, sometimes 10, 12 hour days and standing on your feet and hunching over clients and texting back clients. It kind of is a 24 seven job when you have clients and you're trying to manage all of that. And so I knew eventually I was like, okay, eventually I want to go into education. Like whether that means when I'm like 40 or 50 or something like that, I knew I wasn't going to like retire as a hairstylist. But then, like I said, once the digital education came around, it really opened my eyes to the possibilities. And so the first launch that I had done of my online course, I think I made like on the webinar, like $8,000. And for me, like as a hairstylist, like that is such good money. I was like, Oh my gosh, like I made this in a couple hours. Like that's crazy. And I was like, okay, if I can keep doing this and if I can keep bringing in revenue, that could replace my income that I'm in the salon. So, um, after about two years of growing my online business, I had gotten to the point where I was like, okay, I think that I can step away from taking clients. And it was sad because I definitely like loved that business and it was a very successful business. But at the same time, I knew that I could impact more stylists being able to be full time. And at that time, I had always said, like, I wasn't taking care of anybody. I wasn't giving anybody 100% myself, my family, my clients. And so I was like, okay, I need to pull back, go full time in online education. And that's how I was able to just like take the leap of faith. And it was scary. But I'm so grateful that I did it because that's what like really brought me to that next level of like, being able to actually impact and serve so many more people. So yeah, it was the best decision I could have made. One of the hardest decisions I ever did in my business, but definitely by far, like I wouldn't change a thing for sure. Of course. Well, an $8,000 launch is extremely successful. Yeah, that was just the webinar. So I think the launch was like $16,000 or something, you wow. know, but like even in a couple of days, I was like, oh my gosh, that would be like months worth of work on so many clients and so many hours standing on my feet. Like it was a huge deal, you know? Yeah. So I imagine just in terms of order of operations, maybe you'd started building a social following at that point in time. What yeah. came first? Yeah, uh, that's great. So 
pretty much what I teach is I teach hairstylists how to grow their business on Instagram. So um, around the time, this was like back in, I would say like the early days of Instagram, 2016, 2015. Um, and I think at the time I had launched like a freebie right when I first started doing my online business. And I had like 10,000 followers. And I think that was like my like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna do this. So 10,000 followers, we we're launching the freebie. And then we launched the course. And so I probably had about, I don't know, 11, 12,000 followers at the time. Um, but what really made the biggest impact was definitely having an email list. And like I said, launching a freebie, then promoting it to the email list. That was definitely the driver of the conversions when it came to people joining the course and uh, having that credibility and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it was slow going. And now I have over 220 something thousand on Instagram, 270 on YouTube. Um, 270,000 in case anybody didn't understand that. <laughs> I have 270 subscribers. No, that's great. Uh, 270,000 on uh, YouTube. And, you know, it, just, it, it comes after so much time. And I think the biggest thing has been always continuing to share educational content, value-driven content. And eventually people will become customers through that because they trust you and they know you for sure. Okay, well, let's get right into this. (laughs) I know, I'm already like dripping out content. (laughs) We we know uh, why we should listen to you. I mean, you can definitely add a few more credentials if you'd like, but just to put it in perspective, I think I have 76 followers on Instagram. There we go. Okay. My mom and my grandma and my aunt. um, But let's talk about the playbook that you want to talk about today. Uh, Give us this quick rundown of what we'll go into. So like I said, I teach people how to grow their business on Instagram. And although I teach hairstylists, it applies to so many other businesses. And that's actually been the really interesting thing was I niched down specifically to hairstylists and salon owners because that was the industry that I was a part of. But so many of these tactics absolutely work for any business service-based or even if you have a digital product or an online course or something. So yeah, we're going to talk about how to grow on Instagram today. All right, let's do it. I am your protege. Yay. I love it. Okay. Uh, I'm starting with 76 followers. Where do, where do I start? Where do I begin? Um, Am I thinking about my audience? Am I thinking about the content? Where do I get, get started? So one of the things that I love to teach is what I call the follower experience. And so often when it comes to Instagram, we forget what it's like to be a follower. And so often as we're growing our businesses, it can be so frustrating when it feels like, no one's following me or I'm not getting very much engagement or like, gosh, like, why am I not growing on Instagram? And we instead have to turn our focus into the follower experience. So this is the experience that a brand new person gets when they land on your Instagram page. So typically what they're going to do right at the beginning is they're going to check out your profile photo. So what does your profile photo look like? Is it lit brightly? Is it a nice clear photo of you? Or is it like a weird selfie or like a darker image or something really far away that people can't see? So we want to make sure that our profile photo is nice and bright, um, very clear and shows up exactly who we are. And psychologically, uh, we want to have a smile and we want to be looking into the camera in our profile photo. So that is a huge mistake that I see a lot of people making is they'll have a profile photo where they're looking down or it's like more artistic, but psychologically people connect with you when they are able to see your eyes and see a smile and they're creating that trust with you right away. So Find a little tip there. Uh, so if you don't have a for profile photo like that, you can just take one, a nice selfie. You can even like add a clean background. It could be a white wall or you could use a tip like a Canva uh, background remover and add a cute little background with your brand color. And then it's nice and simple and clean. 
I love that. Yeah. I gotta, I've it's super tactical here. Yeah. Should it be a photo of yourself or what yes. if it's like a brand? Such a great question. So if it is a brand and the, like that brand has like a logo, like for instance, let's say it's a coffee shop, right? Then that, then it could be a logo. I think that that is fine. Um, or if it's like a business, you know, for instance, Kajabi, they're going to have their logo, right? But if it's you as a personal brand, 100%, it should be a photo of you, not a logo. Because again, humans connect with humans. So they want to be able to see your beautiful face. And I think it just makes that instant, like, I know who this person is the second that I land on their page. When it's a logo, I might have to scroll to be able to find a photo of you. I don't instantly have that connection with you. So yeah, great right. question. I've got one tactic I got to put into Good. action love it. right away. <laughs> yeah. So then after they've looked at your profile photo, I mean, obviously your Instagram handle should explain either your name or a little bit about who you are or what you do. So make that clean and clear, something that's simple to type in, easy to find. And your bio, I think that's a huge thing that a lot of people miss out on is we want to make sure that our bio has really clear, concise basically instructions on who we are and what people should do after they find our page. So for instance, mine says, I help hairstylists grow their business using Instagram, right? So if you're a hairstylist and you're looking to grow your business with Instagram, I might be your person. You might want to click follow. Um, I also, if you are an in-person business or do services, having a location in there is so important. Um, so that's really key. And also just having some sort of call to action. So for me, um, I have the freebie that's in my link in bio. So I talk about how to get 10 free pre-written Instagram captions. And it's just like a little, you know, emoji pointing down uh, so that people can download that. But some sort of call to action on how they can work with you. Um, or maybe if you have like a start here Instagram highlight that has more information about you, you know, to find out more information, watch the start here highlight. Like something just as simple, telling people where to go and what they should look at next. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a lot of work to do. Okay. But it's simple. It actually isn't that complicated. You just got to sit down and take the moment to do it. But then you have your follower experience set up and now your page is more on maintenance mode because it's bringing in new followers who know exactly who you are and why they should follow you. Okay. Once I get that done, okay. uh, how on earth do I get this exposed to people outside of my immediate like yeah. zone of friendship? Yeah. If you will. Yeah. So whether you're just starting out on Instagram or you're kind of like building the business or you've been on it for a while, I think what's working right now is Instagram reels. Like we have to be real here. Um, and I know there's probably a lot of people that are like, gosh, like I hate making reels. Like there's so much work or they take so much to edit or gosh, I don't want to have to do like a dancing video or like a lip sync video, but like there's actually really simple ways that you can make Instagram reels. So one of my favorite ways, and if you go to my Instagram page. You're going to see this over and over and over again. It's like the proven formula, but we use what's called B-roll videos with some text. So all it is, is I take a quick video of me doing something. It could be a time-lapse. Um, it could be just a eight second video of me. Um, for instance, I'll be in the salon washing the dishes in the salon or putting away towels or shampooing a client. Um, so it's just a really quick little video. And then all I do is add a text on the top of it with some sort of hook that's going to hook my audience into what kind of problem I'm solving. So for instance, um, I did one earlier today and it was like, this is the biggest mistake I see hairstylists making. And then right below it said, like, are you making this mistake too? Right. So that's the only text that's on that B-roll video. And in the caption, I explain what that mistake is, how they can not make that mistake. It's something that was like really relatable to my audience. So people were commenting like, yes, I deal with that same thing too. Right. So 
I won't ruin the surprise for you. You can go check it out on my Instagram, but that is a way to help you get exposed to more people because it's showing the algorithm is going to show your content to more people. People are commenting, people are engaged, people are so interested in what is this big mistake? I have to find out. So they're watching the video, they're reading the caption. So yeah, that's like my simple Instagram reel hack that I use all the time. <laughs> I got to use reels. Yes. I got to use, use reels. reels. Yes. I, I don't know about the dancing. No. Uh, but I think yeah. I but can... even if you like dancing videos, don't do that well. Like maybe if you were okay. 12, yeah. and you were a young girl, maybe it would work. But like <laughs> I'm neither. Us, I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, take us a little bit further. I, I'm just going to keep going until you yeah. tell me to stop. No, let's go. <laughs> uh, what, what after that? What after I've got my profile down, I start bringing reels. What's the next step? Like what? And actually just what happens there? Yeah. Like, I don't even know, like, do reels get discovered organically um, or do I have to share them? Yeah. So great question. Um, so honestly, reels are one of those things that where Instagram does promote it to more people. So typically the way that the Instagram algorithm works and it's always changing. So, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but uh, typically the way that it works with any type of video content is they want people to watch the video, the full length of the video and watch it for as long as possible. So now with real insights, they actually have, if you go to like, if you have a business or a creator account, you can click in and you can see real insights and they'll tell you how well the video did. Right. And inside of that, they actually have total time watched. And so it'll say like 32 hours or whatever. And it's the amount of people in the world who watched your reel, which is kind of wild and crazy. But Instagram wants people to watch those videos longer. So the more people can either watch it more than once or watch it a couple times or watch it the full length, then Instagram is going to say, oh, this is a really valuable piece of content. It must be something that other people would want to see. So first, it's going to show it to your audience. So your 76 people that you have, it's going to show it to them first. And if they engage with it or they watch the whole thing, then it's going to start to share it to more people outside of just your audience. So um, it'll show up either in the Reels feed or in the Explore page or like on a hashtag. Um, sometimes it'll just even pop up. Instagram's always testing out new ways of how to show it to people. And you never know, you could have a real go viral and it hits a million views and it's just a bunch of random people. Right. Um, and of course, hopefully if it's honed in on your niche and your target market and the thing that you are talking to, then hopefully you're the right people will follow, um, and start to find your page. So yeah. Tell me more about hashtags. Yes. Okay. So it's funny. I feel like hashtags back in 2016, when I first started teaching Instagram were like the thing that everyone was wondering about. I used to have a freebie all about hashtags and Instagram's changed. Instagram's evolved. Hashtags aren't as important anymore. Um, you can still use a couple hashtags here and there. I'd say like three to 10 hashtags, especially if you're like a local business. Um, for instance, my hairstylist, I always recommend them use like their city salon, their city hair. Um, so Orange County hairstylist, Orange County hair, OC hair, things like that, that a client might be searching for. But hashtags are just not as relevant as they used to be. So don't stress about it too much. I would rather take my focus and think about what is some really creative, um, valuable pieces of content that I can create for my audience versus worrying about your hashtags. So, all right. Yeah. All right. You heard it here first. It's all about the reels. <laughs> it's, all it's all about, about the, the reels. reels. Yes. I love all the puns associated with reels too, like yes. real analytics and yeah. getting real about reels. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've already given a lot. Um, is there anything else that we should be thinking through as we think? Like, so we've got starting with the, the photo, yeah. um, making that clear next, moving on to the bio and yeah. getting really clear about who we are targeting, providing a clear call to action. Then it's reels. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Another strategy that I think I kind of hinted at it, but a thing that I think a lot of people miss out on is your Instagram highlights or a pinned post on your feed. Um, and what I would recommend is doing what I like to call a start here post or Instagram highlight. And what this is, is it's going to be, it could be a reel. It could be a carousel, like a swipe over post. Um, it could be, like I said, an Instagram highlight on my page. I have it set as like an Instagram highlight. And basically what this is, is it's just telling people who you are and how they can work with you. So for me, um, again, you can stalk my Instagram page and go check it out. But in my start here highlights, like literally a video of me saying like, Hey, I'm Jamie Dana. This is how I help people. This is how, uh, you know, who this is right for. Um, and if you need help in these areas, these are my products. So I have like a slide that's all about my membership. Um, I have a slide that's all about my online course. I have a slide that's all about some of my tinier offers that I have, um, a slide to my YouTube channel. So it's literally just me saying like, Hey, I'm here for you. I'm here to help you. And these are the ways that we can work together, um, all the way down to my free content as well. So it's really great for somebody who's just landing on your Instagram page, going again, back to that follower experience, someplace where people can learn more about you, see how that they can get involved in all the, all the amazing things that you've created. Cause most likely if you're listening to this, you've created so much great content and you want to make sure that when somebody first finds you, they have access to that content. So Um, Yeah, it could be literally a post that you create that you pin to the top of your page. And I would have some text on it that says start here or about me. Or if you're new here, check this post out Um, or even just an Instagram highlight and story form saved that literally says start here. So, yeah, I love the the framing of the follower experience. It it resonates because, of course, my role here at Kajabi is our customer experience. And so it's something that I'm thinking about very regularly. And I love how you've you've taken that that same approach to understanding almost who you're you know, yeah. customer Customers, is, follower yeah. is. Potential customer, hopefully, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, help me understand, how, how did Kajabi come into the mix yeah. uh, now that we're on it? Yeah, so it's funny. I started with Kajabi, like, first and foremost, and I actually, this was back in 2015. So um, I don't know how long you've been at the company, but it was back in like, I feel like the origin days of Kajabi and they had actually done like a thing where it was like, if you become a founder now, like we'll give you lifetime access. So anyways, I got that deal. So I'm like hooked on Kajabi forever. But, um, honestly it's like, we couldn't run our business without Kajabi. Like everything has been so easy. Um, it's simple to use. We use it mainly pretty much for like our customer management, obviously the housing of all of our digital products and memberships and all of that. And then like checkout pages, like, and it's crazy because when I started with Kajabi back in 2015, 2016, like there was no landing pages. Like it was so new and like, you still were like duct taping things together. And now it's just like Kajabi is like a one-stop shop for everything. So yeah, for me, we couldn't run our business without it. And it's been so helpful. And anybody who's like, I'm thinking about starting an online course or digital product. I'm like, you have to get Kajabi because it just makes it simple for you. So yeah. I love that. And it sounds like you, um, uh, did, did Kajabi come like ahead of you deciding to do a course or did you already have Kajabi because you got such a great deal on the founders I mean, program? it was kind of all at the same time, but yeah, okay. I remember people on Periscope being like, get this deal. It's so good. Like you have to have it. And I was like, okay. So I got it, but I knew I was going to launch an online course. So it kind of all just came at the same time. Very but, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Well, for anyone out there listening, who's maybe considering taking this leap themselves, whether it's growing their audience or just starting an online business creating a course, what tips or advice do you have to share with them um, as they're just starting out? Yeah. I mean, 
I think like if you're just starting out, my biggest thing would be create valuable educational content and post it somewhere. So whether it's your channel's Instagram, uh, TikTok, um, YouTube was a huge way that I was able to grow and bring in an audience that is super engaged and they buy my products and they buy courses. They like, obviously people are going there for education. So YouTube was super helpful for me, but my biggest thing would be, yeah, create content and start to build that audience. I think, um, that is, Obviously, one of the hardest things when you're first starting out is building that audience and understanding, you know, how I'm going to serve them. But just start talking to the people who are paying attention. Um, so for you with your 76 followers, you have 76 people. If you got them in a room, you'd be like, oh my gosh, this is a lot of people. I'd probably be nervous <laughs> to talk to them, right? So whether it's 100 followers, 200 followers, a thousand, start creating content for those people. And the cool thing is, when you have a really small audience you can actually get a lot of feedback from them. You can reach out to them. You can send them a DM. You can talk back and forth with them. You can get their feedback on things. Uh, me now at the level that I'm at, I still do that stuff. I'm still in the DMs talking to people. I still do surveys. Sometimes it's just not as as scalable on that level. But I mean, even email subscribers, if you have 30 email subscribers, like reach out to them personally and, and talk to them, understand what they want. And I think that's going to be your biggest help when it comes to understanding how you can serve your people. But yeah, show up and serve your people. For I sure. love that. Well, let's break it down one more time for yeah. all of our listeners. The few steps of the playbook. I've done it a few times, but I want yeah, it to be in your own sure. words. Yeah. So if you're starting out on Instagram or even if you've been on Instagram for a long time, think of your follower experience, what that follower sees the second that they land on your Instagram page. So make sure your profile photo is really good. That handles really nice and clear. Have a really good bio with a call to action. And then if you have a little extra time, create that either Instagram highlight with a start here bubble or just a post that's all about start here um, to give your audience a place of where to go. And if you're ready to up-level your Instagram and grow it to the next level, check out Reels. I mean, don't sleep on them. It's time. It's 2023. Let's get on Reels. Um, and yeah, just use a fun like B-roll video with some text with a hook and have a nice good caption. It's just as simple as that, right? It's so simple. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can do it though. I, I promise you can do it for sure. If I can do it, anyone can do yes. it. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join yeah. us. For anyone who wants to check your stuff out, yeah. uh, I imagine uh, with 220, was it 100,000 yeah, followers, like <laughs> whatever it is, like they'll get lost in the sea. But I imagine uh, people might be interested in checking you out. So where would you yeah. like to send them? Yeah. I mean, come over to Instagram. If you listen to this podcast or watch this video, uh, come on over to Instagram, send me a DM. I am in my DMs. So I would love to chat with you. I always tell everybody who listens to any podcast that I'm on, I'm like, send me a DM. Like, it's really me. I will answer. Uh, I'd love to chat with you just to meet you and say hi, uh, hear more about your business. So send me a DM on Instagram, Jamie Dana hairstylist. Um, and if you are a hairstylist or you know a hairstylist or you have a hairstylist, uh, send them over to my YouTube page. I have a lot of free education over there. Uh, tons of free stuff. And yeah, we can connect in the DMs for sure. I love it. Well, thank you so much again. We of course have that information in the show notes for all of our listeners. But again, thank you for taking the time out of your day to share with all of us. Yeah, Thanks so much for having me. It means the world. Awesome. Well, that is all we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening and we'll look forward to seeing you next time on the Creators Playbook podcast. 